Welcome to the Marketing Chops Podcast, a weekly show where your host, Aaron, and his merry band of experts wax poetic and occasionally rant on all things related to marketing and growing your small business. Now, grab a drink, pop some corn, sit back, and enjoy the show. We're glad you're here. Hello, ladies and gents, and welcome to this edition of the Marketing Chops Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron, and with me tonight, I have Nate Ryan, a young Gen Z entrepreneur on his way up. Nate, what's up, man? What's up, Aaron? Thanks for having me on today. Uh, no worries. No worries. Glad to have you on. Yeah, funny story about how Nate and I met. I think it was some like Instagram or something like that, where I sent, I, sent, I dropped into his DMs, and he dropped me back, and I'm sitting there eating Mexican food. And I said, shit, I need to get this guy on my podcast. So uh, I think we made arrangements to get him on the podcast that night um, between my between my Mexican food for dinner and trips to Publix for uh, my wife's lunches. So, but uh, yeah, Nate's a young Gen Z uh, entrepreneur on his way up here. So you might want to watch out. This guy's going to do some big things. He might give a give old Gary V and Elon a run for their money someday. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Nate, go ahead and uh, Give, give your rundown to our listeners. Tell everybody about, about yourself and how you roll, brother. Yeah, what's going on, guys? Nate Ryan here. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm doing social media marketing. I focus on golf courses and golf brands. Uh, playing golf is kind of my passion. And yeah, when I was about 12 years old, I got into entrepreneurship. I used to play paintball. And I, uh, I would like buy, sell, trade, and flip guns on Facebook. It's pretty dope. Um, I didn't know anything about business then, but I did enjoy that. Uh, also mental health wise, I struggled real, real bad throughout high school with, uh, severe depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts. Um, I was a drug addict, to be honest, I was addicted to Xanax. I was addicted to weed smoking every day. I was addicted to painkillers. Um, pretty much anything you can think of, I was either addicted to or tried. So that was a really tough time in my life. Um, I've been sober for about a year and six months now, a little over a year and six months. Went out to college, uh, went to Virginia Tech first semester. Didn't like it. I did fine, but didn't like it at all. Wasn't my style. Um, transferred out to another school in Missouri for my second semester to play golf on a little golf scholarship. Realized again that college was definitely not the route for me. Wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I uh, came back home and then for the past uh, six to eight months, I've been just reading a lot, working on social media, learning from some mentors. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much my rundown. <laughs> uh, so you basically uh, you basically traded traded drugs for the hard stuff of balling entrepreneurship. It's Hell more, yeah. <laughs> more addicting than what you've seen. So uh, but yeah, so you know, a lot of a lot of marketers kind of like are having trouble tapping in. First, it was the millennial mindset, and then of course. You know, you being 20 years old, you're a Gen Zer. Um, can you give us a little bit of insight into the mindset of the Gen Zer? Like, what's your what's your value set? What are you looking for? Like, when you when you look to start a relationship with a business or a company or something like that on the consumer end? Yeah, you know, I think with social media, um, I think the thing is a lot of like brands and a lot of companies don't really humanize their businesses and. I, like when I'm looking for a business, I'm really looking for somebody that has like personality. Like I want to look, I want to work for the people behind the business, not just the product or the service or anything like that. So I think, I think for me, it really comes down to, to basic core values of honesty. Um, and also just like, I don't know how to put it, but 
like, I don't want to work with those businesses that are just kind of, I don't know, just kind of harsh and not like friendly and kind of like optimistic, almost like Gary V, right? Like I want to work for those business owners that are just really out there getting it right. Like, especially through everything uh, that I've been through, I don't really, anybody that has any negativity or pessimistic attitudes, I just, I don't really like them at all. I don't, I would not help businesses like that. So yeah, for me, it's really just looking for those optimistic business owners um, that are that are okay with humanizing their brand and being funny and a little goofy on social media. Most of them just want to be so professional, and they yeah, I just I don't get it honestly. <laughs> so so like as far as your generation goes, authenticity is like a biggie. A hundred a hundred percent. I mean, you see so many people on social media that are just kind of like faking it and stuff. And it's so easy to see through. I mean, it's so easy. The real ones, you know, Gary V people like this, um, they're the ones that are changing like society. And yeah, there's just so much BS nowadays in social media, but definitely I think my generation, because we grew up with social media, uh, we can, we can see through all of that and we don't like it. I don't like it at all. <laughs> Well, let me, let me ask you this. I'll put you a little bit on the spot here, Nate, because like That's we kind of we kind of have a unique opportunity here to kind of really tap into as as marketers to kind of really tap into the mindset of the Gen Zer. What like you know, there's a lot of companies right now with uh, wrestling with you know politics and social issues and stuff like that. Mm. What's the level of importance? What is your take on, you know, companies taking a stand on social issues nowadays? Mm, I mean, that's such a tough issue. That's first of all, it's totally going to depend on the business. But overall, I think I mean, it's, you know, with politics or anything like that, you, you can't really win. It doesn't matter which side you side with. There's always going to be arguments and you're going to draw up uh, a ton of controversy. So, you know, I think if a company is built off like a political foundation in terms of like their core values of the company and the people behind it then like maybe i don't really know like i'm honestly not huge into politics because there's so much negativity and mm -hmm. i just don't want to fill my mind with that so i kind of avoid it um but yeah i think overall i don't know it just seems like stating your opinion on social media and humanizing your brand versus stating your opinion on politics and these ethical issues. I think that's a big no-no overall. I mean, you normally don't see anything good come out of that. So yeah, that's kind of my take on it. Well, like you, you think of like the two, the two big examples, like I know kind of in my circles that we look at and study is like Patagonia. I don't know if you're familiar with Patagonia or not, yeah. but their brand is very, very from its core foundation you know, and they're really into environmental causes. They're really into um, social justice-based causes from their core. And then, you know, the other side of the coin, um, there's been a lot of hand-wringing over Gillette in their recent commercial mm. you know, with response to the Me Too movement and stuff like that. So, like, what would your take, like, what would your con compare and contrast be between Patagonia and Gillette with their recent commercial? You know, honestly, um, I don't know a whole bunch about that, but... I don't, like I just think the whole issue of ethics and uh, stating your opinion on political issues and this stuff like it's just it's a hard subject. I like I said, there's really no winning. And like of course you're going to build up a lot of brand awareness from doing that because everybody wants to state their opinion on these things. So like of anything that you can really talk about in social media, like that's going to skyrocket um, uh, brand awareness essentially. But 
more often than not, it's a negative. It's kind of a negative brand awareness, if that makes sense. But if you can give me like a real quick rundown of the Patagonia uh, commercial, I know a little bit about the Gillette, then I can give you my okay. take on that. Well, Pat Patagonia is, is not necessarily a commercial, but the company from like from its core, okay, like their like their core foundation or company was founded on like you know using um, you know minimal impact on the environment, um, you know social a lot of social justice issues. Um, you know, very just from their from their their core foundation versus like Gillette with their commercial. You know, a lot of my a lot of people in my my circle, whether they like the Gillette commercial or not, we all can kind of agree that it really came out of left field. Like sure. it wasn't something we that like. You know, there's you know I have there's people in my camp that agree with the commercial. Think the commercial is great. There's people in my camp that don't agree with the commercial. But one thing we can agree on was it didn't seem authentic to their brand value. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, I think from what I'm hearing, someone like Patagonia kind of if like what I said earlier, if that's kind of what their core values are built off of. And that's kind of like their fundamentals of the business. Then I think 100% they should stick to that, you know, but I think for Gillette specifically, like with that commercial, they're kind of, it seems to me that they're almost uh, trying to like cater to like an audience of people that aren't really like along the lines of their actual business and their own core values. They're kind of trying to like go get people that is, it's just not aligning with uh, the route that Gillette has chosen and taken in terms of core values and kind of um, the fundamentals of their business. Okay. Well, like just like going back to just your generation and kind of, you know, your thoughts or thoughts, like, do you tend to have more preference towards a company that were to, express these values or is, is it kind of like a kind of like a meh thing to you i mean for me like i said i really don't pay attention to pollux or any of these issues at all it's a lot of negativity you know it's just a lot of negativity for me so i try to distance myself as much as i can but mm -hmm. i do think for most of my generation um i think i think they like it in terms of like the people that agree like it and then the people that don't agree don't like it of course but everybody seems to be so invested in politics and these issues nowadays that I do think, um, I do think a lot of them like it, but you know, if you're going to be, you know, talking about politics and these issues, then you're going to have a bunch of people really hate you and you're going to have a bunch of people really like you. So I, I think it's tough. Yeah, it's definitely, there's definitely a choice to make. Um, all right, let's move, let's move on to, let's, let's move on from that to happy, pa happier pastors here. <laughs> <laughs> now. You being a 20-year-old entrepreneur coming fresh out the gate, what are some of the day-to-day -day challenges that you're encountering just in, in keeping your functional entrepreneurship on the right track and also your, your mental emotional? Can you speak to the, both of those a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think for me, the biggest challenge, of course, like with the mental health, I still deal with that. Um, it's way, way better. But, you know, I think... I think for me, it's really trying to like organize and figure out exactly how long I can work during a day, like optimally. And then also combined with all the other things I do, you know, I have three part-time jobs. So combining all of that in working on my own social media, uh, the podcast I'm about to start up, let alone working for all of the clients and continuing to learn uh, social media marketing and Facebook ads and all these things. It's really like, you know, it's a lonely game being an entrepreneur. It's it's real lonely. So yes, it I, is. 
it's a tough balance between uh, your your social life, your personal life, your professional life, your relationships. You know, when you are an entrepreneur in my age, like I said, working three jobs and having clients and still trying to learn in my own social media, like it's a lot of stuff. So I think I think a lot of people push themselves too much. You know, you hear Gary V like 18 hours a day, 18 hours a day, just fucking work more and all this stuff. I'm like, Gary, not everybody can do that, right? Not everybody's crazy like you. I love Gary V, right? Don't get me wrong, but you know, I think everybody really needs to kind of hone in on the the mental health and the psychology part because really that's what helped me um, overcome everything I've overcome is really just learning about my brain and my body and learning kind of that everybody truly is different and we all have to, you know, work towards what our body is like optimized for, if that makes sense. Oh, it, yeah, it totally does. Like myself, for example, you know, I, I, I joke about this. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of sleep. I love sleep and I didn't get it. Me too. <laughs> you know, I served in the military and I've served overseas as a contractor and I ran a company and, you know, I, I, I always joke that finally about five or six years ago, I was able to start getting full nights of sleep. And like, you know, on a personal level, like my jam is I'll get my seven to nine hours sleep a night, but when I'm awake, I'm on the move. I'm not like sitting there drinking, sipping coffee and watching the news and TV and stuff like that. I, you know, I, I hit the ground running where you'll have a lot of people who are get four to six hours sleep a night, but they're paced out a little bit more during the day. So I'm more, mm -hmm. I'm more of a, uh, like during my day, I sprint a little bit more, mm -hmm. but I hit that finish line of the day and I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm tapped out. I feel you on that. I think that's a lot of thing right there. What you said, like when you hit the finish line, you're done. I think a lot of people hit the finish line and they ignore what their body's telling them in their mind and they just keep on pushing. One of my good buddies, Giovanni, I talk to him all the time. He's sleeping like four hours a night trying to go to class work and do his uh, digital marketing agency all day. And I'm like, you know, like you can't do that, right? You got to figure out your own bandwidth. Mine's about eight to 10 hours. That's about what I get. And if I push myself past that, I'm done. Like the whole week, everything, my sleep schedule, I'm all messed up. Um, so yeah, I think that's definitely a big thing. Yeah. I think that's one of the problems with a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs and, you know, not just entrepreneurs, but people who just, just, just have that go getter nature is, you know, they say, go, 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 go. And then they just, they hit a wall and they burn out. Um, and I know myself, I suffered from burnout when, you know, when I own my company and it's not a good, it's not a good feeling to have. So I definitely, uh, you know, you want to talk about someone that preaches that self-awareness and <laughs> understanding where your limits are. I'm the guy. So yeah, definitely. I think we're on, I think we're on board there. We just have a little bit of a different workflow. A hundred percent. I hope I can increase my bandwidth. We'll see, but yeah, I don't know. I'm working on it. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes you just have to understand like, you know, there's so, you know, a lot of times during the day, like I'm go, go, go. But to me, it's like, I'm almost like, you know, certain tasks that to me are cruising tasks. Like for example, yeah. um, you know, I'm doing like, well, I'm doing like, like technical SEO on a site or I'm, I'm writing just some basic web content or something like that. Mm. To me, that's more cruising where if I'm like actually doing like strategy type stuff, okay, like just the overarching, you know, big thing like brand auditing and stuff, that's like really heavy into the, heavy into the think. So to me, it's kind of like, kind of like doing the strategy stuff is like running up a hill. And then like the SEO and content writing type of stuff, the more execution side of thing is like you hit that top of the hill and you hit that plateau and you can kind of just jog across it for a while. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Exactly. Like I said, with my bandwidth, eight to 10 hours, like I have to sit down, work through the eight to 10, not do anything else at all. And of course, the same thing, like when I'm posting social media posts for clients and stuff like that, and like doing research about 
you know, just quick research, hashtags, finding relevant posts, like stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, the copywriting for social media posts, like that stuff's easy. I cruise with that, like designing the little posts, you know, collages stuff that I cruise with that. But if I'm doing Facebook ads, you know, and I'm analyzing all the data and everything, that's just like what you said, where, you know, that definitely a lot slower at doing that. And it takes a lot more time like you with strategy. Yeah, exactly. So let's go into like talking a little bit about what are some of the like practical challenges? Like how are you as a 20 year old entrepreneur received not only by your fellow entrepreneurs, fellow marketers, but also potential clients? Yeah, I think with the fellow marketers, I actually think it's, I have a pretty good relationship with a lot of different marketers that are around my age and older. Um, I do think the ones that are, you know, more not successful, but they've been doing it for longer, kind of look down on us like, oh, like, you know, these kids are young, whatever. Um, but I have found with clients a lot of times that it's very like two sided. It's like they have no idea about social media and they're like, no, we're not going to trust a kid. Why on earth do we trust you with our fucking money? Right. Yeah. But then the ones that actually have a, any sense at all of what social media is, I think they actually look at us as almost the experts because we've kind of grown up with this. Um, so I think, I think that's kind of a big thing with it. It really is very two sided. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I never, I never would have thought about that, but yeah, that definitely, that definitely makes a lot of sense. And it's kind of funny how you're talking about some of the marketers have been in the game a lot of time, long time. Um, I have some marketers who are about my age and we, you know, we jump on calls all the time and stuff like that. And we kind of joke like about, you know, it's, it's all in good joking, but like, <laughs> People your age, like get off my lawn, you know. I bet, yeah. <laughs> but you know, at the at, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, where there's definitely there's enough cake for all of us to eat well. So why is everybody sweating each other? Um, That's just what society is now, man. We're all going downhill. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. So what do you think? What what else can you kind of impart if you were to if you were to just have three pieces of wisdom you were to give you were to give to Small businesses is just trying to make their footprint, especially in the Gen Z space, mm -hmm. and also medium-sized businesses trying to push into the millennial Gen Z space. Give me three pieces of just just beautiful, like singing out praise pieces of wisdom, like marketing-wise, business-wise. Just how to tap into your generation. Okay, uh, three for each different one, or like three for both of them. Go. All right, just go. All right, I'm um, gonna do it. One of them, I think the biggest thing, regardless if you're doing social media posting, Facebook ads, well, a little bit different with Facebook ads, but like you have to humanize your brand. You have to humanize your brand and you have to start being, you have to start being funny. You have to start posting relevant content. People are always doing these call to actions on social media posts, call to actions, call to actions. And like, you're not, you don't want to do that unless you're running Facebook ads. People are on social media to look and see what Nancy and Susie are doing and stuff like that, right? You just yeah. got to give them more content that they enjoy looking at. So I think that's the biggest thing is humanizing the brand. Uh, I think second thing is getting, just getting these business, you know, uh, Ty Lopez said, I can't remember the exact number, but the average business owner is like 55 or 60 nowadays. Oh, wow. uh, like, yeah, right. Like they don't know what they're doing with social media, right? Like, um, I think a lot of them just don't understand it. Facebook ads and like the future of Instagram live and Facebook live and all and YouTube live and all these things like, like that's the future that that's where the future is going a hundred percent in terms of advertising. And a lot of them are, you know, paying for whatever it is, print newspaper TV. And they're just, Oh, we're, we're doing fine. Like, you know, we're growing at 3% a year or whatever. And they're not even like considering how important 
Facebook ads and social media marketing and all this stuff is. Um, so I think that's like the second biggest thing, really just like enlightening these older business owners. Um, and then I think the third thing is definitely changing the culture. I think a lot of businesses have to change their culture. Um, a lot of businesses are just very like hard, very, like very, very professional kind of, at least for like our generation, I know my generation is very entrepreneurial and we're, yeah, like businesses really just got to kind of change their, not their core values, but so many businesses are really like, you know, cubicle business. Like you got to inspire some positivity and some optimism and like, we need to get these businesses to start doing something to really change the world, not just sell their service or product, if that makes sense. That's what I would say. That makes that makes all the sense in the world. Okay, so to recap is be real. Don't just call to action. Yes. Embrace the new technologies, the Instagram Live, Facebook Live, and stuff like that. You drop the other shit. Stop paying for TV and newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely have to. Like, uh, There's no other option. And then the third one is just stop being so corporate. Be real. Yeah, be real. Be authentic. You know, Gary Vee preaches it. Like, you just got to be authentic to yourself and the people will come. If you're not authentic, like our generation, we see right through that shit. So nice, nice. All right, we're going to wrap it up here, Nate. I'm giving you 15 seconds. Go ahead and shout out what you need to need the audience to hear about your stuff. Uh, yeah, guys, follow me on uh, YouTube and Instagram. My name on Instagram is Nate Ryan official. YouTube is Nate Ryan. Uh, what is it? Twitter is the Nate Ryan, the underscore Nate underscore Ryan. And then my Snapchat is uh, the Nate Ryan. Go follow me, guys. I'm going to be posting tons of content, tons of psychology, mindset stuff, inspiration, social media marketing. Let me know what you guys want. And uh, yeah, that's my shout out. <laughs> All right, Nate. All right, y'all. Now, thanks for coming on, Nate. This is this has been the Marketing Chops for Mom and Pops podcast. Until next week, folks, be good. You have been listening to the Marketing Chops podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us. Like what you heard? Hit that subscribe button. You can follow Aaron and his marketing adventures at AaronJWeiss.com or on Instagram at AaronJWeiss. Until next time, folks.